want to welcome you across all of our campuses across Tennessee. If you're a guy behind bars, if you're watching live online or watching later, man, what a time to be a part of the church. What a time to be a part of this movement to win our world. So this weekend is our Heart for the Harvest offering uh, where we're going to bring uh, what we call a free will offering over and above our tithes where we give to what God has called us to do. Now, I got to tell you, today is going to be mind-blowing. We're going to talk about some things that it's hard to wrap our hearts and our minds around. So I just want to beg you, lean in and listen to what God is going to do as we are obedient. Now, this season of Heart for the Harvest is called Heart for the Harvest because we want to have the same heart or love uh, for the same things that God does, which is people. And in Matthew chapter 9, we actually see Jesus' love for the harvest or for people described so well. So I want to encourage you, if you have your Bible, we'll be in Matthew chapter 9. If you're looking on with the app, this is a great verse to highlight, meditate on, and to memorize. But Matthew was one of Jesus' disciples, and so he worked with Jesus, and he wrote down the things that he saw. And he writes this down as Jesus is doing ministry in Matthew 9, verses 35 and 36. It says, Jesus went, so Jesus wasn't, he wasn't reactive, he was proactive, he wasn't a, or a spectator, he was a participator. Jesus went into all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. And not just preaching, healing every disease and sickness. And I love this next part. And he says, when he saw the crowds, now, here's why this is important. Whenever Jesus was on earth, now this is a big theological word, but he was something called the hypostatic union, which means he was all God and all man at the same time. The reason I tell you that is since he was all God, he would have been omniscient. Omniscient means he was all-knowing. And we actually see this in Jesus' ministry whenever he's talking and the Pharisees are thinking something. And he'll actually call out what they're thinking because he was all-knowing even when he was living on earth. Now, why do I tell you that? Because it says when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. These were the same crowds that would yell, crucify him, crucify him, kill him. And Jesus' response is compassion. He saw that they were harassed and helpless. Even though they would attack him, he saw them for what they needed, like sheep without a shepherd. That's how Jesus saw him. Jesus was broken for those who needed a life, the life, the hope that Jesus came to offer through his sacrifice and through his amazing grace. He invites us, that's you and me, to be a part of bringing that hope into the world. Well, Zach, why do you think that? Why do you think that Jesus invited us in? Well, let me tell you Jesus' solution to seeing people as lost, like sheep without a shepherd, here is his response. Here is his solution. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send workers out into his harvest field. Jesus said there are people out there, plenty of people, and that, that verse is just as true today as it was when Jesus said it. There are thousands, millions of people who need Jesus' hope. What we lack are willing people, willing workers, right? And faith promise, we stand so that that won't be the case. So I want to ask you, as we get started, as we get going this weekend, are we willing to pray 
and to be workers with a heart for God's harvest. I'm not asking you to have all the finances. I'm not asking you to have all the gifts or all the abilities. I'm asking that we would have a heart for what God's heart is for, a heart for the harvest. Because remember, we've been talking about this the last couple weeks. God sets the vision for his church, which is to win the world to Jesus. But we get the amazing privilege to set the speed of that vision through our obedience with our time, our talent, and our treasure. Now, I've been praying all week for our our time together in, in these services, and specifically for this moment, that we would pray and ask God to give us a heart for the harvest as we prepare to give, because this time, today is not about an amount of money. Because Heart for the Harvest, we give over and above our tithes, but it's not about an amount of money. It is about an amount of obedience. It's our obedience that God cares most about. Because listen, God can do everything with anything. We, is our responsibility to obey, and God is responsible for the eternal harvest. Only he can bring that. So we want to join him in having a heart for the harvest, a heart for people. So can we pray right now? God, we want to come before you. And we've been saying this over and over again. We've been saying, Holy Spirit, what you say, I will obey. Holy Spirit, what you say, I will obey. So today, God, as we bring our tithes, as we bring our offering over and above our tithes in our heart for the harvest offering, would you just, whatever you say, would you push us to obey? Would you give us a heart for the harvest, which is so much more valuable than money? God, please let us see people as you see them. Let us see people as eternal beings. Let us not see the dividing walls that the world has put up in race or, or in uh, economic stature or, God, in, in any other way, but in eternity. God, that's what matters most. Please help us to see it. We love you so much. In your name we pray, amen. Because today we want to celebrate. Today we want to celebrate all that God is going to do through our generosity and heart for the harvest. I don't know about you, I love to celebrate. I love parties. I love, I love, I love winning. I just, I just like to celebrate. I love to celebrate people. Does anybody like to celebrate out there? Y'all like to celebrate? I, I, I like to celebrate, right? And so today we are going to celebrate, right, how the world is going to be one around the world and right here in Tennessee as Christ followers are equipped to win their world. Now let's just jump right in. I want to talk to you about people that we're going to partner with through our generosity in Heart for the Harvest. One is a ministry called Pathlighters in El Salvador. And we talked about them last week. And if you missed that amazing story of God at work, you can watch that on our YouTube channel along with last week's message. But just to be real specific about Pathlighters, something they shared in the video is that 5,000 people gave their life to Christ last month. Not last year, but last month, 5,000 people were saved. But I want to tell you about something just specific, just to help you build your faith in what God is doing at Faith Promise. Last year, uh, Dr. Lee Hartwell, who was the founder of Pathfinder, actually passed away. But he was very clear that he wanted Faith Promise to take over and lead and guide Pathfinders. Now, why is that? Pathfinders had ministry partners all over the world, all over the U.S. Why was he so, so specific? 
that he wanted Faith Promise to be the leader of Pathfighters. It's because he knew that we, that you have a heart for the harvest and we will do anything to see the world one to Jesus. That that's who we are. So Pathfighters, that's something that we're seeing God do around the world. So that's awesome. You can celebrate that. It's going to be great in El Salvador, right? I want to tell you about another partner uh, that we haven't talked about a whole lot yet, but it's one of my absolute favorites. We partner with them every year, and they're called TTI, or the Timothy Initiative, which is a church planting movement that operates specifically in the 1040 window. Now, where that's at in the world, that's the Middle East, North Africa, and Asia, where about 3 billion people live. And most of those people are Muslim or Buddhist or Ammonist, right? It's not the you know, Bible or the belt buckle of the Bible belt, okay? So there's not a lot of believers there. Now listen, I can appreciate a good deal, right? We all, we all like to have good deals. But what I'm about to tell you, I believe is the best deal on the planet. Now, just to prepare us, Black Friday is going to be coming up. So, And I've actually been learning something recently called girl math, right? And it's not sexist. It's just what I was told it is, okay? And some of the things I've learned is that 25% is the deal. I learned that 50% means it's free. And that buy one, get one free means you're actually making money. So, like, I've just been learning this, right? That's a good, apparently good deal. We'll move on before there's marital fights started at church, right? That's embarrassing. But listen, let me give you something even better than girl math, which is kingdom math, and we're seeing that at TTI. TTI has, uh, can plant a church for $400, and their goal, which they're on track for in 2023, they wanted to average 130 churches a day. That's not a typo. It wasn't supposed to be a year. 130 churches a day. Now it's amazing. And I want to encourage you. There were so many stats I want to share with you. And I was doing my run through on Thursday, and they're like, Zach, you're trying to say too many numbers. But listen, it's so exciting all that God's doing. So I want to encourage you again. I know Justin talked about it, but there's this little disc on your seat. And if, if you will go to that, you can see where you can subscribe to the, the, the email that we send out every week. And we'll make sure that all those stats are on there. You don't want to miss everything that God's doing. But since we can't share all the stats, let me share a story. There was a, a young lady named Priya. And she was sick for 19 years. She consulted every physician in the village and surrounding villages, went to witch doctors. She would do anything to be healed. And then a TTI pastor came to her village and was preaching the gospel. And, and I, I, I wasn't there. I read the story, but I bet you the, the people were elbowing each other. And they said, hey, we'll believe in your God if he can heal Priya. And they're laughing and snickering, right? 19 years she's been sick. And he said, okay. So he goes into her hut and he lays his hand on her. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, not only is Priya healed, Priya gets up off that cot, goes and preaches in that village, and 350 people were saved in that village. Is that not amazing? That's like straight out of the Bible, people. That's so good, right? So... $400, how, how is that even possible? How can you plant a church for $400? Well, every bit of that money goes straight to raising up pastors. These churches in the 1040 window, they meet in under trees and dried riverbeds and in living rooms. A lot of those places they meet, it's illegal to be a Christian. This 
faith promise is the harvest that God's heart and our heart beats for. Let me give you one more. So we talked about Pathfinders. We talked about the Timothy Initiative. Let me give you one more partner that's helping us equip Christ followers around the world. Now, something unique that I love so much about this next partner is they are committed to equipping, not the next generation, that's not what we call them, but the now generation, in Generation Z, in Generation Alpha, and they are committed to equipping them specifically with God's Word. Now, this partner is called One Hope, and we partnered with them before, but One Hope's one goal is to ensure that every child worldwide and stateside has the opportunity to have God's Word in their life. Now, some of you guys are business people, and you're thinking about ROI, return on investment. Well, let me give you a little sneak peek into One Hope. We partnered with One Hope last year and gave them $75,000 from our Heart for the Harvest offering. And let me tell you what they did with it. They went to the DRC, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and they worked with the government to get a Bible in every home in the whole nation. Not the city, in the whole nation. Is that not amazing? Get a Bible where there were Bibles before. That is equipping Christ followers and the now generation to win their world. They're currently reaching literally millions of kids and students and families through Bible apps, through TikTok. If you don't know what TikTok is, ask your child or your grandchild, right? Uh, They're creating Bibles. This Bible is the Bible I use. It's called the Telos Bible, right? And this is the ones we give to teens whenever they accept Jesus. And one of our student pastors like, hey, Zach, I, I think that you should read it how they're reading it so, so that you're, you're ready to be their pastor. I said, 100%. So this is the Bible that I read that they made. Now, one of their specific focuses for this year is to educate and disciple 1.2 million kids and students in the New York City area. I'm telling you, they are after a heart for the harvest, just like we are, to win the world by equipping Christ followers to win their world. So these are some people who we're we're partnering with through our generosity in heart for the harvest so that we can see the world won to Jesus. But not just around the world. Right here in Tennessee, we are going to see the world. When we're gonna see a revival, a movement started right here from the state of Tennessee. Now, before we talk about some specific things that we're gonna do in the state, I just want to tell you something that it's just amazing that we'll be able to do. We're going to be able to pay off, after Heart for the Harvest, $2 million in debt. Now, why is that so? You, you celebrate, but I want to tell you why that's so amazing. It's so amazing because it puts us in position to move faster in planting campuses, planting churches, helping the less fortunate, and equipping Christ followers to win their world, right? And actually, it'll put us on track to be debt-free by 2030, which isn't too long, but actually, uh, my dad or Pastor Chris or Dr. Big Daddy, whatever you may know him as, um, he leads our kingdom builders and a group called the 30 of business leaders who are committed to paying that off sooner so that the pace of ministry can go as fast as possible. And they have already paid off a million dollars this year. Can we celebrate that? That's generous, a million dollars. It's so generous. 
I believe that they can pay it off in three years. And the reason they're doing it, hey, college students, students, the reason they're doing it is so that we can do more ministry than ever and we can do it faster, we can do it farther, we can do it broader. And so listen, you may not be able to give a $100,000 check, but you can give your passion, you can give your heart. And so whatever God's giving you to give, let's give it. Now, you may be new here. You may wonder, why do you guys have debt at all? Well, we, we only have debt from buildings that we've built around Tennessee. We have 12 campuses in East Tennessee, and they're all, they all exist to win the lost and equip Christ followers to win their world. Listen, we are committed to doing whatever it takes until there is no one left who doesn't know Jesus. Because we are passionate about the harvest because God's passionate about the harvest. We're passionate about 1% of Tennessee because God is passionate about 1% of Tennessee. That's 70,000 people. But not just that, we're passionate about the 7.8 billion people in the world and any of them don't know Jesus. Why? Because God's passionate about it. And if God's passionate about it and he, he has chosen them to be a part of this harvest, to know Jesus and his salvation and the life he came to offer them, then we're passionate about it. But remember, it's not about a number. It's not about the 7.8 million or the 70,000 or 1%. It's about people, people that God made for relationship with him. Listen, faith promise. Until there is not one person, we're going to keep going. And listen, we will continue to win the one and the next one and the next one and the next one. Because listen, somebody did it for us, so we will do it for others. And I know it's hard to wrap our head around this massive thing that God is calling us to do. So can we just take a moment and let's meet just one of the 1% that God has already transformed. Let's meet Courtney. Courtney, and I have lived in Knoxville for about 12 years. I'm from Michigan. Um, came down here for a guy. <laughs> I came from a big family. I'm the oldest of four daughters, a big extended family, and I had never um, really gone anywhere outside of Michigan. And so I met uh, my daughter's father up there. He lived here, and I came down here, and um, we got married, and then we had Naomi in 2015. After I had Nay, the first couple years were really hard. Um, I had like postpartum depression really bad, and it was just really devastating to my marriage, to be honest. You know, I knew like it wasn't the best, but I didn't know, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, it'll be all right, we'll get through it. Um, and then it just kind of came to a point one day where we had this conversation, and it was like, this isn't working. I realized in the days leading up to that day that like, this was it, like, my life is about to change and I don't know what I'm gonna do. I felt so empty, I felt so embarrassed. I thought like, like my marriage is ending. And um, that had been my whole life up until that, you know, my grown up life up until that point. I just thought like, how could I have failed at that, you know? And I clearly am failing as a parent and you know, I, I just never felt so empty and angry and sad. I didn't grow up really going to church and then moved here and, and didn't go to church, but was 
One of the first questions everybody always asks me, what church do you go to? <laughs> what church do you go to? Um, a lot of people mentioned Faith Promise over the years, but I never went. I never went anywhere. And then um, I ended up here, and it was a Sunday morning, and Naomi was three. Just wanted to get out of the house for a little bit. Um, so we got in the car. I was in sweatpants. I hadn't been eating. I hadn't been sleeping. And it started pouring rain. And um, she was screaming in the back seat because she hated the car back then. And my nerves were just done. Like, I, I just, I was done. And so um, knew I had to pull over somewhere. I parked over here, and I was looking, and I'm like, services were getting ready to start. Obviously, there were people coming in. It was pouring down rain, and I thought, well, I'm just going to take her out of the car. Like, surely they'll let me sit in the lobby until the rain stops. We walked through the doors, and we were soaking wet, just <laughs> feeling like death. And these two women just came up to me, um, and, you know, one, she just put her arms on me, and the other one bent down and started talking to Naomi. Naomi was kind of, she'd stopped screaming finally, uh, but she was kind of looking around, like, where are we at? Um, and, uh, yeah, it, they started talking to me, and I just kind of fell, just collapsed into tears. They, I was just, like, surrounded by this love by two total strangers, and I was feeling so empty of love in that time. I remember leaving that day and thinking, like, I'm never going to have that, but if I... That's what I want. I want to be like that. When people meet me, that's what I want them to feel like. I just started coming back because I felt better after I left here. I started to feel more comfortable. Like, your guard is up at first, but I'm like, okay, I can start to maybe talk to some more people, and I can start to maybe go to some of these activities and get a little bit more involved when I can. Blunt is, it's smaller. It's, it, to me, it feels intimate. I know the people here. It, it looks big, but it feels small. Um, and no one seems to forget here. They, they remember you. They remember your family. There are so many kids and people in general that need a place like this. And that can only happen if we're willing, you know, to put in the work and to go out there and, and open doors up to other people who need it. I have no idea what my life would look like if I had not had, you know, this place here. Um, and so to be able to give that to anyone else. And just one person, you know, just one person walked through the door and you just spoke to one person all day. If it changed their life, it would be worth it. Wow. Can we celebrate that, guys? Is that not amazing? Thank you so much for sharing your story, Courtney, yours and Naomi's. This is, for, this is full circle, Heart for the Harvest. Right? In those four minutes, you heard Courtney go from sharing her need for Jesus' love to not just receiving it, but saying that she's willing to do whatever it takes just for one more person who needs it to receive it. When we say something as grandiose as our vision to win the world by equipping Christ followers to win their world, starting with 1% of Tennessee, we're not talking about numbers. We're talking about Courtney's. We're talking about Naomi's. We're talking about people who need Jesus' love and relationship. So I have a question for us this weekend. Have we forgotten what it's like to be lost? Have we forgotten what it's like to be hopeless? Have we forgotten what it's like to be alone? I pray the Lord would never let that be. Let the enemy not take from us our burden from people, our four people who need Jesus. 
people's eternity, where they will spend the rest of their eternity is not a religious theory, but it's the most real reality that's ever existed. Courtney said that her life was empty. She felt like a failure, that her nerves were shot. She didn't know what to do. And then she felt the love of Jesus by two total strangers. I don't think there's ever been a better plug for serving than that right there. If you're not serving, please come to Next Steps, Steps Tuesday night, join the winning team and be equipped to win your world just like those two ladies were. They were instrumental in Courtney's eternity, right? That's who God has called us to be. I love she said that I don't know what my life would be like without this place. And listen, there are thousands of people across the state of Tennessee who they are where Courtney was before she found Jesus at Faith Promise. That's why we are going to obey and go across the whole state of Tennessee. Will it be expensive? Yes. Will it be hard? Yes. Will it stretch us? Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. And we're going to keep on moving. And through Heart for the Harvest, through your generosity, we are going to be able to launch our East Knoxville campus and our South Knoxville campus. We'll be able to build the leaders and build the plans. That's why there's a card in your seat. And I want to encourage you, grab that card. If God's calling you to be a part of those launch teams and put it in the bucket whenever you give your offering. Listen, there are thousands of marriages. There are thousands of people and kids and students who need the hope of Jesus. Thousands of people who are called to be a part of the harvest that God is allowing us to go after, right? I don't know, like I said at the beginning, that your mind would be blown over all that God's called us to do. And I pray that it is, right? Let's just recap what God is allowing us to be a part of. Pathlighters in El Salvador, thousands being saved. TTI planting churches in the 1040 window. One hope, getting Bibles in the hands of the now generation. Launching at least two more campuses, and I believe more churches in the East Knoxville campus and in the South Knoxville campus. And I want us to see this because there's one more thing I want to tell you about, but God is allowing us to be a part. And remember, today is not an about amount of money. It's about an amount of obedience. JL, my daughter, who's nine, and River, who's six, they, they, we, we told them about what God's doing, and they're giving all of FP Kids is going to give generously today. And honestly, I was doing a little bit of math. I'm pretty sure net worth to net worth, they outgave me, right, which I'll celebrate, but I don't like, okay, to be outgiven by my kids, right? But something we want to do is we want to create a tool to equip you, not just one day a week, but every day. So we're going to use Heart for the Harvest to launch one more thing that's specifically to equip you to win your world. In 2024, we are going to launch an app that is not going to equip you one hour a week, but every day of the week. And not just you, but it will have equipping steps for you, for your kids, for your loved ones, for your spouses, so that we can use it to be continually equipped throughout the week so that you can stand before God one day and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, there was more stats I wanted to share with you about the app and what the impact will be to your life. And again, I'll make sure that that's in the email on social media. So if, if you'll subscribe for that, you'll, you'll, you'll get that. And I, that, that's not like a plug. I've just run out of time because I get too excited, okay? But I want to tell you one more story. 
I just want to show you what this looks like. I want to show you why me and my family give sacrificially and why I want to encourage you not to give, but to give sacrificially. Right here is a young lady and her sister named Gracie Flores and her sister Peyton. Let me just read this to you. This says, today is Peyton's birthday, October 31st. She's 10 years old, and I couldn't be more proud of her. This Sunday, she got baptized. And let me tell you, I'm the proudest big sister on earth. She will do great things in life, and I cannot wait to see her grow up. This is not a grandmother. This is a big sister talking. Watching her get baptized showed me that God's grace and love more than anything ever has before. That's why our number one goal for 2024 is baptisms. That's why we are desperate to equip Christ followers to win their world. That's what baptism and salvation does. It gave me more hope for the future, knowing that no matter what age you are, you can change the world. He is doing something through everyone, through all ages, and this makes me so excited to see where the Lord will take Peyton and even myself. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Remember this every day, for he will provide for you and give you everything you need for your life ahead. He knows a plan, the plan he has for you, says the Lord. And God has been so gracious to invite you and me to be a part of the saving plan of the gospel around the world. We give generously so that more people can meet Jesus, their savior, their sustainer, their provider, their love. And so today, I want to encourage you. This is, this is more than our, our, our tithes. This is a free will over and above offering. And can I encourage you with something? We're, I'm going to pray and we're going to worship and give. But I, I really do believe today there will be a supernatural exchange given. And, and even if you give online, which if you give online, that's fine. Rachel and I gave online yesterday. That, that's fine. But will you do me a favor? Will you come to a bucket there in the front and in the back will you come to a bucket and pray over even if it's rep if you gave online this is just a representation will you give that and will you ask the lord as you give in heart for the harvest that he would give you a heart for the harvest as you give in heart for the harvest would you ask him to give you a heart for the harvest that we wouldn't waste our lives but we would give them to people's eternity. There will be a supernatural exchange as we do that. But will you pray and ask the Lord to do that in your life? Whether you're given in an envelope today with cash or check, or you're given online, please do that. And ask Him to transform you. I'm asking Him to transform me and you every day. So as we prepare to give generously in heart for the harvest, to all the things that we've talked about today and so much more, Let's give him our best. Ask God what he would have you give and obey. It's not about an amount of money, but about an amount of obedience. Will you stand with me as we pray and prepare to give? God, we love you so much. What an honor it is to be a part of building your kingdom. 
We pray that right now in this moment, whatever you say, we will obey. Holy Spirit, whatever you say, we will obey. God, and, and listen, you can do, you can do everything with anything. And so God, we will give sacrificially. We love you so much. God, we pray that you would bring revival. God, I pray, it doesn't matter to me the amount of money in the envelope. God, I I know that these people are gonna obey. But God, I pray specifically that you would make a supernatural transaction, a transformative, a transfigurative um, transaction. When we drop into Heart for the Harvest, that you would drop in us a Heart for the Harvest. God, we love you so much. Name we pray. Amen. Whenever you're ready, let's give generously in the front, in the back. God is so good.